Praise the Lord. Thank you guys for being here on this Wednesday night with our theme in the last several weeks on the uh, prophetic anointing and the prophetic that God has uh, that we understand and prophetic worship. We understand prophetic uh, ministry and prayers, how powerful the word of God is. We've been looking on Sunday mornings uh, for now several weeks on you can trust the Bible so that the prophetic word of God that you've got confidence in it like you've never had. How many of you truly believe the Word of God? If God says it in the Bible, you believe it. Look at here. Amen. Well, what we want to talk about this evening is prophetic alignment, the power of prophetic alignment, because you can say you believe the Word of God and you can respect the Word of God, but if you're not applying it into your life by faith and walking it out, aligning yourself to the prophetic Word of God, you're not going to see the Word of God manifesting in its fullness in your life. I want us to look at Joshua 1 and 5, and the Bible says that no man, no man, come on, say that with me, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. That means you cannot let anyone become bigger than the prophetic word of God. Whatever God has prophetically spoken over your life, that has to be bigger than any person, than any personality, than any circumstance. You say, well, pastor, I've got a supervisor. You just don't know. I got someone who doesn't like me. Someone's trying to block me. Someone who's trying to resist me. But I want you to hear the prophetic word of God and align yourself with what God is saying. And God is saying, no man shall stand before you. No man, no supervisor, no position, no enemy is bigger than your God. You have to not only believe that, you must receive that and you must walk in it. That is aligning yourself to the prophetic word of God that no one, nothing is going to be able to stand before me all the days of my life. My God is bigger. My God has given me His Word. My God has called me to go into that. So what I'm teaching you is, uh, and, and if you believe what I'm teaching you tonight, let me tell you what, you, you'll actually start feeling a little sorry for your enemies because, uh, you know, if they get between you and your assignment, if they get between you and your assignment, you're like, well, you know what? That's a dangerous place to be in. You may, you may be playing office, uh, office politics, but let me tell you what. My God has given me the prophetic word over my life that no man's going to stand between me and his promises. No man's going to stand between me and the fulfillment of his word over my life. So you might want to reconsider if you're trying to position yourself in between us. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. So be strong. This is the prophetic word of God to you. It was to Joshua as he was going into the promised land. It's to you as you are going in, in the leadership of Jesus Christ, him leading you into all the promises, being yes and amen. Come on, prophetic alignment. we got to align ourselves with the word of God. He is telling us, be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide an inheritance, the land which I swore to your fathers and to give to them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do all according to the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left hand that you may prosper wherever you go. So here's the prophetic word that you have to align yourself to that no man can stand between you and the fulfillment of God's word over your life. 
And if you'll take God's word, believe God's word, receive God's word, walk in God's word, that you are going to prosper, he said what? Wherever you go. Wherever you go. If you're in school, prosper there. If you're at a new job, prosper there. If you move to a new city, prosper there. If you work for Godzilla, prosper there. Prosper for wherever you go. you got to see yourself. you got to see it. The Word is real. The Word is powerful. The Word can be depended on. But you have to, by faith, apply the Word to your life. And you got to start walking in that authority. That nobody, wherever I go, it doesn't matter if I move into the ghetto, the ghetto is about to get turned around. The blessing of God, the favor of God is going to bring, there's going to be an opportunity zone brought here from heaven because I'm here. And it's not that I'm that special in, the, in as much by myself, but I've locked myself in Christ Jesus. And Jesus, who was rich, became poor, that I who was poor might be made rich in and through him. I'm going to give him all the glory and the honor, promotion, comes from the Lord, and I am a conduit. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Wherever you may go, you shall prosper. See, prophetic alignment is saying, I stop looking at my circumstances and letting them tell me if I can prosper or not. I stop looking at my revenue stream and seeing whether it tells me I can prosper or not. Rather than that, I'm going to look at my God and my God in whom I'm in covenant with has prophetically declared over my life and I choose to align myself to the prophetic word of God that I may be the fulfillment of his word on this earth that now let the prosperity of God flow in and through my life to him be the glory to him be all honor this book of the law shall not depart from you out of your mouth but you shall meditate on it day and night he says in verse 8 that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it for then you will make your way prosperous now God's already prophetically declared there's a way of prosperity Everywhere you go, no man is going to be able to stand between you and you and that what God has for you. But he's now telling you, you have a part to play. You have to come under prophetic alignment in order to walk it out. So he says, you will make your way prosperous. You will make. See, a lot of us has still got a lot of stinking thinking and a lot of doubting and a lot of circumstance dictating where we measure the day by which way the wind is blowing in our life. We determine our day by what the weather app says is going to happen this day. We totally uh, ignore or isolate or divorce ourselves from the fact that we are supernatural beings serving a supernatural God with supernatural power and access to a supernatural anointing with a supernatural word that has given us a supernatural promise that heaven might be manifest on earth. And when we forget that and we look at what circumstances dictate around us, then we make our way less than prosperous because we are not in prophetic alignment. We must align ourselves to the Word of God. You will make your ways prosperous and then you will have good success. I believe it's God's plan for every one of you to succeed. Don't cry. Don't be sad. This is a good message. 
Let me tell you, it's God's plan for you to succeed. You say, well, you know, I, that doesn't seem to be true in my circumstances. Get your mind on the prophetic word of God and off of the pathetic stuff you've come out of and come into, right? You've got to believe that it's God's plan for everyone to succeed. And I'm not talking about getting a new suit or a new haircut or getting your teeth whitened or a new pair of shiny shoes or, you know, a little smile on your face thinking positive in that success. You know, by success, I'm talking about our biblical historical record that never shows God entering into a relationship with a person to reduce them. You never find the covenant God getting into covenant with people to reduce them, but rather to enlarge them and to increase them and to expand them and to bring them up. Read the Bible and see if it's not true. That everyone that God cuts covenant with is to bring them up out of where they're at into a better and higher place. That's the heart of God. That's the mind of God. Matter of fact, the Bible says in 1 Samuel 2 and 8 that it is God who raises the poor up out of the dung heap and sits them with princes so that they may inherit the throne of glory. That The Bible says it's God that brings the poor up out of the dung heap and will put them there with a prince who is there waiting for the inheritance of the Father's kingdom, but with princes that you might inherit the throne of glory. God's glory is going to cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. Who do you think His glory is going to manifest on this earth in and through? You and I who will prophetically align ourselves to the Word of God, believe the Word of God, and let the Word of God flow in us and through us to His glory. This tells me that we can start off on the wrong side of the track and we're not eliminated. You can start out in life hanging out with the wrong group of people and you're not disqualified. This tells me that you can start out with a lot of things coming up against you, but that does not make you weak to the place you cannot fulfill God's plan. The thing that sets our life on different course, and I am witness of this, that if you will line up with God, He will begin to change everything for the better in your life. When you line up with God, things turn around for good. For good. Hallelujah. So we need to understand the power of prophetic alignment and how it helps us to succeed in life. Second Chronicles 20 and 20 says, Believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. I see a lot of people that's established. They believe in the Lord God. They're established. But look, believe his prophets and you shall prosper. Prophetic alignment will bring you into prosperity, prosperity God's way. And I believe what he's saying here is that no person is your establishment and no person is your foundation. Remember, we opened with Joshua 1 and 5 where he says, no man shall be able to stand between you and what God has for you all the days of your life. And this is the belief that I've been trying to work into our hearts. A belief system, not just principles for success. Well, principles for success are good. But a belief system that will bring us into these principles. See, I'm not discrediting principles. They're very, very important to have success. You have to be honest. You, you, if you have true success without sorrow, you've got to be honest. You've got to have uh, work with integrity. You've got to work with diligence and excellence. You've got to be consistent. You've got to be trustworthy because you can believe in God and, and, and have your faith established in Him, but yet not prosper if you don't uh, 
apply these principles of integrity and excellence that God gives us. Principles actually are so strong that a non-believer who functions according to principles based on God's Word, that they can outdo for a season in life uh, many Christians who don't function in the principle. So I'm not discounting principles of success, okay? But what I'm drawing our attention to this evening is what produces these principles, our belief system. We've got to get from our head to our heart and where our faith is established. And this is what hinders so many people. It's this mentality of failure. I talk to Christians all the time who are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Their name's written in the Lamb's book of life. They're on their way to heaven, but they're living as though hell rules them today. And when I talk to them, their belief system, they, they, they have this mentality of failure. There's this spirit of failure that is on them because they don't truly believe yet that God wants them to succeed in everything that they are doing. That they may prosper everywhere they go. They see it in the Scripture, but they can't believe it's for them. They just can't believe that, that, that God works that way. See, it's God who came up with the idea for you to succeed. That's God's idea. It's God's plan for every one of His children to succeed. Just like you, if you're a good parent, you want every one of your children to succeed. Now, we live in a world that tries to make us believe that there are only so many spots at the top, right? There's only so many blessings in the world. God's on a budget or good things are on a budget. But I want to tell you that God has enough blessings for everybody he creates. Hallelujah. And you don't have to sink somebody else's boat for your boat to float, okay? You don't have to go down that route. You don't have to wish for somebody else to come down so that you can try and go up. That old office politics, step on them, let them be a rung in the ladder, try to tear somebody down so you can build yourself up. Let me tell you what, that's a world's way and it brings success with sorrow. But God's way, there's enough blessings for everybody. God's not on a budget, not one bit. He's not worrying about building stars, He's building a universe, hallelujah. And He wants all of us to succeed, He says, all the time. Now, 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 you will find many who have a success orientation are usually excited about seeing other people succeed. Folks that truly see the blessing and the favor and the promotion that comes from the Lord, they, they see it came from the Lord. So to see somebody else succeed is in no way impending or, in, uh, or hurting or setting back or, or, or challenging their success. They don't see themselves as competitor with others because they see their power to succeed comes from the hand of God. That's prophetic alignment. When you can't rejoice over someone else's success, it is a sure telltale sign that you are in competition with them and you're coming out of a belief system that says your success is predicated upon someone else, not God. And that is not prophetic alignment. You are not aligned with the supernatural source of true success. But when you come to the place in success orientation, you realize that your success or your, success or your failure is not dependent upon any others and, and everybody else's involvement, but it is coming from God. You're going to draw closer to God. You're going to keep your ear more attuned to hear what the Word of God is because this prophetic alignment, you know this Word is bringing life. It is bringing blessing. It is bringing miracles. It is bringing wisdom into your life. And you treasure the Word of God more than ever. What he's saying through his written word, what he's saying by his Holy Spirit, what he is saying in your heart and in your mind. 
And now you're free to rejoice over other people's success because theirs is taking nothing away from you because they didn't give it. They can't take it away. Yours is coming straight from heaven. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. No man, he said in Joshua 1 and 5. So you must lose the disempowering mentality that you cannot succeed due to someone else. Stop blaming others is what I'm trying to say. Stop fault finding. Somebody else held me back. Somebody else stole my promotion. Somebody else. They didn't give me this. They didn't do this for me. Your success comes from the Lord. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Now I want to see a hand of everybody here who's been done wrong by someone in your life. Anybody? Anybody? If you've got breath in your lungs, you better be raising your hand because let me tell you what, there's a real devil. And the devil will work on the weaknesses of those closest to us to try to do the most damage to us. That is so true. So if you're breathing air, you know what I'm talking about. Had people lie against you, people betray you, talk negative about you, smiling at your face but not postured to pat you on the back, if you know what I mean. Come on now. And, and, and let me tell you what, these things can get you down if you don't have proper prophetic alignment. But if you're properly aligned to the prophetic word of God over your life, no man is going to stand between you and what God has said. No man, no matter what they do or fail to do, is going to hinder you. You've got to get your eyes off of man and get your eyes on God. Hallelujah. Folks can be working something to try and stop you. They may be working something to try and block you. But I am telling you, your faith will unlock the miraculous of success. And in the midst of them coming at you a thousand ways, you're going to rise up in the power of God. And God's going to get the glory for it if you believe. Hallelujah. So you got to operate not only out of the principles, but out of the belief system that is established on the prophetic word of God and what he has said about you. You've aligned yourself up with that and you are going to the next level. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, you got to stop looking at success as a new set of clothes or success as, you know, uh, you know something new that you just bought. That, the moment you bought it, it's starting to age. You've got to realize that your faith is in God and God is unchanging and God will never die. He cannot die. He's not a man that he can lie. He will always not even put a, turn, a shadow of turning from you. He will always be there 24-7. Hallelujah. So you've got to have a belief system established in the, in the prophetic word of God over your life. What is God said? And God has said, I will bless you. And I will bless those who bless you. And wherever you go, you will succeed. Because I've established you and enabled you and empowered you. He's like, you are my demonstration of my glory on this earth. In and through your life. And when you believe this, and someone tries to stand in your way, dead or alive. See, some folks are still controlled by dead men's words that still are alive. There are some folks still controlled by dead men's generational curses that are still alive. 
So whether they're dead or alive, it really doesn't matter. They're still trying to stand in your way. But you've got to realize, in, as I'm in covenant with God, prophetic alignment with His Word, it's not going to hinder me because I know I have the right to be successful and I have the right to be victorious because that's God's plan for me. This is God's plan for me. If you believe this, shout amen. amen. Come on, if you really believe this, shout amen. amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is a belief that we must have, that, that God is with us and He causes us to succeed. We've got to believe that God is with us and He causes us to succeed. Our efforts and our principles are good, but they have to be based in the faith that my God is with me and it's His plan for me to succeed. It's His plan for me to be healed. It's His plan for me to walk in divine health. It's His plan for me to prosper. It's His plan for me to advance. It's His plan for me to have joy, unspeakable and full of glory. It's His plan for me. I believe it. I'm not just a principled person. My faith is in the Word of God and what He says over me. Proper prophetic alignment. Deuteronomy 8 and 18, He says, And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you power. He gives you power to get wealth. If you're like, no, 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 I'm going to do it myself, do it myself. I'm going to work my principles and work and work and work them. I'm going to just do it myself, do it myself. Are you trying to get the glory? Why are you pushing God away when He says, I want to give you power to get well? I want it to be so easy that you have to say, ah, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. God gets the glory for this. God gets the glory for this. I'm writing one of the biggest checks donating I've ever written in my life. God gets the glory for that. But if you did it, you're trying to get the glory, then come on now. Proper alignment. He says that God gives you the power to get well, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is to this day. God is a covenant. He's a covenant God. And in that covenant, he has, he has decreed, agreed, and made his part of the covenant is that I'm going to provide you supernatural power to get well. So that what I've said that you've let the world know you've aligned up with my word, just prophetic alignment here, that they're now looking at me, and as they're looking at me as your God, I'm giving you supernatural power to do what they can't do, and you're going to rise up, and, and, and as they're looking at you rise up, you're going to be pointing them to me all the way. And they're going to say, I want to come into covenant with your God. My God's dead. My God's a piece of wood. My God's just a dead old thing over here. He can't do anything. It's just a stick. It's just a, it's a tree. It's whatever. But let me tell you why. That rock can't help me. But your God is as though he's alive. It's as though he's living. It's as though he's breathing. It's as though he has power. It's as though he's doing stuff in and you and through you that I've never seen before. I want to, how do I come into covenant with your God? Hallelujah. Now we know. No one shall be able to block us. you got to have your belief system. Prophetic alignment. Align up to the Word of God. No man, no man can stop you from fulfilling what God's called you to do. So I'm, I'm done with excuses. I'm done blaming mama, daddy, teacher, coach, politicians, whoever. I'm done with that. Because no man can stand between me and what God has for me. No man. And this frees us from this thing I call failure orientation. 
Because failure orientation happens to our minds when we disconnect from God's plan. The moment you step out of His supernatural resource into your own, you have now stepped into failure orientation. But the good news is, as we are connected with God, He connects us with success orientation. See, when God created Adam, it never crossed Adam's mind that he couldn't have dominion. God said, take dominion. It never crossed his mind. It never crossed his mind that he couldn't name all of the animals. He'd never named an animal before in his life. But God gave him the task. He's like, I've got supernatural power. I've got supernatural wisdom. I've got supernatural resource. And he never even questioned, never even entered his mind that he couldn't name all of the animals. It never crossed his mind that he could not do what God wanted him to do. And you and I, because of the last Adam, have been brought back into that place by faith that we too can walk as the first Adam did before the fall and we can say, if God's calling me to it, I can do it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm not backing down. I will not be dissuaded. I will not say no. If it's God, I say go. Hallelujah. This failure orientation says, but what if we fail? But success orientation says, what if we succeed? Come on now. See, when you have failure orientation, you find yourself subconsciously sabotaging your success. I've seen it happen over and over. Because you've already planned for failure. Your belief system has has not aligned up with the prophetic word of God. It's aligned up with the pathetic word that Satan has given you. And you're expecting, you plan for failure, you're, you're saving for a rainy day. What kind of nonsense is that? Well, I'm just saving for a rainy day. I'm saving for a bad day. I'm saving when, for, for when trouble comes. Come on now. That is failure orientation. How about, you know what? I, I'm just going to be blessed and more blessed and more blessed. I'm going to have an inheritance for my children, my children's children. I'm going to have excess to help those that are in need. I'm going to advance the kingdom of God. We're going to take this gospel around the world. We're going to take care of the hungry. We're going to take care of the orphans. We're going to take care of the widows. What about that? Oh, I'm going to save up for, for a rainy day. Save? Nothing wrong with saving, but give it, a, give it a destination. Give it a plan, not for when destruction comes. You've heard people say, you know, things are going so good. I better knock on wood because I know something bad is right around the corner. Bad is on its way. I'm telling you from God's word, success is on its way. If God moves you from glory to glory, where in there is you've got to have a rainy day and go back? Where you got to lose everything? Where is it you got to get sick and almost dead before you can get a miracle? Where is that in there? When he says, I take you from glory to glory and faith to faith. See, failure failure orientation is an ungodly belief system. And it opens the door and welcomes the spirit of failure. That's what it does. And then you use your tongue to give it power. Knocking on wood. I know something. Things are going so good. What is around the corner? You just gave it the power to set something up around the corner. And this failure, it comes from the curse. That's where it comes from. Failure is a product of the curse. Failure is a product of the curse. And as a matter of fact, the curse of the law is failure. 
Think about it. The law had them always coming up short. If you broke the smallest of any of the law, you were guilty of breaking it all. All has sinned and come short of the glory of God. You're always in a deficit when you're under the law. But Christ came and redeemed us from the curse of the law. Wake up. Come into the New Testament. Come into our covenant with Jesus Christ. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For cursed is he who hangs on a tree. The reason he hung on a tree was to get the curse off of you because cursed is he who hangs on a tree and he got it off of you so that you could walk around now like a zombie without a curse. No! So that he could get the blessing on you. He's trying to get the blessing on you. Jew and Gentile, he's trying to get the blessing on you. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's God's plan for you to succeed. The curse comes into the earth. The curse brings failure. Failure then is, this is what I define failure as. Failure is folks managing the curse. And the problem is we get so used to managing the curse that we don't know how to shift gears to get into success. We're juggling trying to manage the curse and keep everything, keep this bill paid and that one. And okay, Paul, Paul, Peter, pay, pay, Peter, John, John, Tom, everybody. Okay, I'm just trying to keep it all going. You're just managing the curse. But I believe God has me here this day with this message that will help us renew our minds with the Word of God to come into prophetic alignment, to remind us, to educate us, to bring us into prophetic alignment so that we can stop managing the curse and we can start enjoying the blessing. Hallelujah. That we need to hear. We need to believe. We need to receive. And then we need to live out what God says. Not what you see, not what your past experience even to this day has been, but I choose to align myself with the prophetic Word of God. I hear it. I believe it. I receive it. And I'm going to walk out of here and I'm going to live out what God says. I refuse to be limited by sight. I refuse to be limited by ideologies. I refuse to be limited by past experiences. I refuse to be limited by obstacles or circumstances. I choose this day to align myself with thus saith the Lord. And what God has said, I receive, I believe, and I'm going to live it. I'm going to declare it. I'm going to walk in it. And no matter what comes against me, no man's going to keep me out of what God has promised me. This is the principle of prophetic alignment that I want to share with you. Do you remember the Shunammite woman who Elisha went to? This is the one, if you remember, Elisha was the prophet there, and, and uh, she and her husband said, you know what, we want to build a room on the top of our house to accommodate you, the prophet. We want to make room for the prophetic here. We, we appreciate, we value the prophetic. We, we welcome the prophetic. We want it in our homes, not just in the workplace, not just out at the temple or out at, at, at worship time. I want, we want it in our house. 
We want it over our house. Not in the basement. We want it over our house. Oh my goodness, there's this whole sermon there. We need to get the prophetic word of God built up over our house. Come on now. Jesus, it was Jesus that said in Matthew 10 and 41, he says, he who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. Jesus has given value here, great value. Even the reward of that which the prophet says will become yours when you receive what the prophet is saying to you when you come into prophetic alignment. So he, she, builds, she and her husband builds this room for the prophet. And then the day comes, she needs a child. The prophet says, what do you need? You're supposed to be blessed. What do you need? Well, we want a child. Elisha gives her a word from the Lord. By this time, such and such, you'll have a child. Guess what? She received the prophetic word because she'd come under prophetic alignment. She believed it, so I'm believing she and her husband started playing some Kenny G and lighting some candles and, and maybe fixing some lamb chops with a little mint. I don't know, but nonetheless, they, they, they acted on the word and she gets pregnant and they have a child. Now, years later, the child, the Bible says, died at harvest time. Remember, he was out in the field and he's headache and runs to his father and there he dies. And the prophet Elijah comes and he raised that child back from the dead. No man will stop. Nothing, no circumstance will keep you from the promise of God. Here, death, maybe a heat stroke, has tried to take this child out. The enemy who comes to kill, steal, and destroy was trying to take him out. But the prophetic word, because they were under prophetic alignment, they got the prophetic word working back in their house and raised this child up from the dead. And then in 2 Kings chapter 8, this is dealing with this same Shunammite woman. I mean, there she, she keeps popping up, her, her life, because it was so important that she came under prophetic alignment that God keeps showing us lesson after lesson. So, so then Elisha spoke to the woman whose son he had restored to life, saying, Arise and go, you and your household, and stay wherever you can, for the Lord has called for a famine, and furthermore it will come upon the land for seven years. So here's the, the child's been raised from the dead. She and her husband got pregnant. The words have been coming. And now the word is coming to her before anybody else knows there's going to be a crash. Before any, anyone else knows there's going to come a purging in the land from all the false idols and those that have turned away from God. And, and, they, and, and the prophetic word says, you are supposed to succeed. You're supposed to be blessed. And nothing's going to stand between you. So I'll give you insight and wisdom and instruction before anybody else knows about it. Somebody needs to learn to come into prophetic alignment. You'll be driving down the road. And the Lord will say, that's the place. Buy it. And you're like, what? That's a dump. Why in the world should I buy it? But you buy it. And then there's oil under it. And, and, and let me tell you what. Here comes the clampets. They're going to Beverly Hills. Okay. I'm telling you, God has supernatural things set up for us if we could just but learn to come into prophetic alignment. They were in prophetic alignment. Elisha says, y'all need to leave now. Go wherever you want to go, but there's, there's coming a purging. There's coming, there, there's so much idolatry. There's so much ungodliness. There's so much deprivation. He says, you got to go and, and for seven years. So the woman arose and did according to the saying of the man of God. Why? Because she believed. She believed in the prophetic and you got to believe in what God's word is because you can trust God's word. I have proven to you what 
all those points, 10 points over and over for the last three weeks. You can trust the Bible. Go back and watch it online. Let me tell you why. You can trust the Word of God. So she believed the man, the Word of God and she went with her household and dwelt in the land of the Philistines for seven years. She is, she's used to believe in the prophetic word and she's in prophetic alignment. She hears it, believes it, receives it and lives it out. And, and guess what? She goes and, and even though there was a famine, the famine didn't affect her. Now look at what happened in verse 3. It came to pass at the end of seven years, just like God's word said, that the woman returned from the land of the Philistines and she went to make an appeal to the king for her house and for her land. Then the king talked with Jehazi, the servant of the man of God, saying, tell me, please, all the great things of Elisha has done. So the king is just mesmerized. He's like, we just come through this rough time, but I'm hearing story after story, miracle stories about the prophetic, that the prophetic preserved and the prophetic bro uh, broke through and the prophetic brought provision. He said, tell me some more of these stories. And, and so uh, it happened as he was telling the king, as Gehazi was telling the king how he had restored the dead to life. He was telling the king about this, this little boy that had died and, and the prophet Elisha came in. He says then th that there was this woman whose son had restored to life, appealing to the king for her house. So all of a sudden, Gehazi said, my Lord, oh king, this is the woman and there with her is her son. This is who I was just telling you about. We were just talking. You wanted to hear a miracle of the prophetic. I was telling you the miracle of the prophetic. And now through the course of the prophetic word, it's brought her at the exact time. This is her. Man, you got to get this about the prophetic alignment. Not only will it meet your need through challenging times. Let me tell you what. Prophetic alignment will keep you out of the path of destruction and will give you access and information that you would not normally have. And here, the prophetic anointing will prepare you, position you, so that you could be at the right place at the right time every time. Hallelujah. And he tells her here, if you'll track with me, uh, just going back a little bit, he says, there's a famine coming. You got to get up and, and you got you to leave everything that you know. Go wherever you can for seven years. And, 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 and you got to do that because trouble's coming here, but the prophetic is tell, keeping you out of trouble. There's trouble coming to America. There's trouble coming to the world. There's trouble coming, but the prophetic will keep you out of the trouble. Somebody don't need to be biting your nails and somebody don't need to be all worried and graying premature because you're worrying about when is it all coming? When is the next crash? When is the next boom and bang? I'm telling you, you got to say, wait a minute. No man can stand between me and what God has promised and God wants me to succeed everywhere that I go. Hallelujah. So the prophet told her and she walked off. She left her land. That's what had brought her to this situation. And uh, if you'll remember... When they first built the room over their house for the prophetic, because they wanted the prophetic over their house, that's proper prophetic alignment. You don't want the prophetic aligned over to your side, like a sidecar on one of those funny motorcycles. And if I, everybody's looking over and laughing at it, but if you ever really need it, you go, can you help me out here? No, you want the prophetic alignment, you want it over you. You want it over you. And because they did that, uh, Elisha had told them back in 2 Kings 4 and 13, he said, she said, you know, uh, what can I do for you? Because you have come into prophetic alignment. You, there's a flow. There's miracle flow. What, what do you need? And at that time, she says, 
I don't need anything. And, 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 and then Elisha even said, do you want me to speak to the king on your behalf? Or the commander of the army? And she said, no, I dwell among my own people. So at that time, she didn't know it. But Elisha was letting her know, when you come under proper prophetic alignment, that you have access. You have access to the miracle flow of God. You've tapped in. And whenever you need it, it's going to be there. So, so she didn't need that word then, but now, now seven years later, come on now, after the famine, she comes back to uh, her house and somebody's occupied it, somebody else has taken over her fields and so forth, and she goes and she's going to the king, and when she gets there in the king's court, while she is coming in, the king, God has positioned the prophetic alignment has positioned the servant of the prophet Elisha there, Gehazi, he is there, and he's telling the king all these miracles. And the king says, tell me more. This is amazing. Tell me more. And while he's telling him the story of, there's this one woman. Man, king, let me tell you. <laughs> Sir, he, she, she built a room over her house. The prophet's quarters over her house. She came into prophetic alignment. Her house, the whole, was now under the flow of miracles. And, and she needed a child. She was barren. And guess what? The word of the Lord came and said, you're going to have a child by this time next year. She and her husband, they conceived. Guess what? They had a child. But then the devil came and tried to destroy and take that child. child died out in the harvest time, out in the field. But guess what? In that same room, in that prophetic room, there, the prophet came by and he went and raised that little boy from the dead. Hallelujah. And the king, I can only imagine, he's like, this is amazing. This is amazing. And then Gehazi said, you know what's more amazing than this? And, and, and Gehazi got goosebumps, you know, because you get goosebumps when you're in a situation like that. And he was a human being just like us. And I know the king probably got some goosebumps after he heard it. He said, guess what? This story I'm telling you, that's the woman standing in line to talk to you. That's her son. That's them right there. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Had she not been willing to hear the word of God, believe the word of God, and act on the word of God, she would not have been in this position. God said, you got to let it go seven years, then come back. Sometimes you got to let go of some things. Sometimes you just got to let go of some things, back off and let God do the repositioning. Somebody needs that word tonight. You got too big of a grip, your fingerprints are on it. I told you about this church. This church here, when I started this church, so I had this vision. And it was a beautiful, beautiful silver vase and all the intricacies and details and grapevines and all. It was just amazing. And I couldn't help but run up to it and pick it up. And it was huge. And I'm lifting it up and I'm looking at all of this intricate uh, detailing in the, the silversmith had done. And then I set it back down and I stepped back and there were five, uh, ten, five on each side, big black circles on this beautiful silver vase. And the Lord spoke to me, and he says, I don't want you to touch my glory. I don't want your fingerprints on it. I'm going to do this. This isn't going to be a Tim Lambert ministry. This is going to be a God ministry. And I've always remembered that. And let me tell you what. Sometimes you've got to look and see if you're trying to make it happen with your own strength and your own wisdom. You're trying to force it. And sometimes you just got to let go and back off and let God do what he's... Let go and let God. Amen. Amen? So we know that after seven years of letting go, God brings her back. 
And now she's made her petition to the king. And in 2 Kings 8 and 6, and when the king asked the woman, she told him, so the king appointed a certain officer for her, saying, restore all that was hers and all the proceeds of the field from the day that she left. Not the week, not the month. Let's get it down to the day. All of the proceeds from the day that she left the land until now. And I want it restored. Why? Because she believed the prophetic word of the Lord and she received the prophetic word of the Lord and she acted on the prophetic word of the Lord and God had a plan the whole time for her to succeed and while it looked like she was stepping back, she was really just being set up for promotion. Hallelujah. And I want you to see this so in very important truth in your life that when God asks something of my hand, since He's not trying to reduce me, remember, we got our theology right in the first part of this sermon. He is not trying to reduce me. He is trying to increase me. He is not trying to uh, uh, remove from me so a blessing. If there's anything that needs to be removed, let it be the thorn or the curse. But He's trying to get me in a position where He can bless me supernaturally. And the king says, everything restored. Everything she gave up, back. Give it back. Give it back. And see that she gets proceeds from the day that she left. Everything that land is brought in, it's coming back to her. Restoration and increase. The word of the Lord to you tonight is restoration and increase. If you will come into proper prophetic alignment and you will believe the word of God over you and your family, it doesn't matter what has happened in the past. It doesn't matter what your experiences are. It doesn't matter what man has said over you. It doesn't matter what side of the tracks you were born in. It doesn't matter what school or teacher or coach or, or parent did or didn't do uh, in good for you. I'm telling you, your heavenly Father says if you will build uh, the prophetic over your life uh, and if you will come into proper prophetic alignment, uh, my plan for you is restoration and increase. The enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy but I'm coming to give you life and life more abundant. Uh, what the devil meant for evil, I want to turn it around for good. What the enemy's been trying to take away from you, he says, I've been calculating it. i got CPAs in heaven who will give us the exact number. It's coming back to you. What the enemy has stolen is coming back to you sevenfold. Do you hear what I'm saying? Restoration and increase. I'm here to tell somebody today you don't have to worry. No man can stand before you all the days of your life. And even though through trickery or deceit or theft, the enemy tried to take something. God is keeping the records and it's coming back. It's coming back. It's coming back. And it's coming back with interest. Do you hear what I'm saying? This Word of God is for somebody who's been going through a rough season. Somebody who's been going through a tough patch of life. And let me tell you what. It may seem like you've been in a season of famine. And it may seem like things have not been working out for you. And it may look like your stuff is in the middle, right smack dab in the middle of a mess. But I'm here to tell you tonight, I want you to know restoration is on the way. Restoration is on the way. I say it, and I say it with passion, but I say it with anointing.
anything. This is the word of the Lord. Restoration. The years the enemy stole from you while you was a puppet on that cigarette and you were in ignorance and didn't even know. The doctors will tell you that probably took this many years. But God says now that you've come under prophetic alignment, I am Jehovah Rapha. I am your healer. I am your creator. I am your provider. And I'll give you back those years the enemy took from you. And I'll give them back to you. I'm telling you, don't you let nothing of the old tell you that you can't have what God said in the new. No man's going to stand before you all the days of your life. you got to come under prophetic alignment and say, this is the word of the Lord for me. This is the word of the Lord for my life. This is the word of the Lord for my home. And I'm not accepting anything other than that. Hallelujah. Restoration is on the way. God said, give it back to her with interest. The king of kings is saying over your life, give it back to him with interest. Give it back to him with interest. If there's anybody here today who can believe that you can receive, I want you to just take a minute and give God some praise in this house. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you believe you're going to receive it, if you believe restoration is yours, begin to praise Him for it. Praise Him for it. Praise Him for it. Yes. Just praise Him for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I want to praise You. I want to thank You for it. Hallelujah. Why are you going to make a joyful noise? Come on, make a joyful noise. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Come on, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Why? Because it's coming back. 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 It's coming back. Say it's coming back. Say it's coming back. Hallelujah. Just a little. Hallelujah. It's coming back. I'm telling you, it's coming back. Come on, Adam, get up. Come on, Adam, get up. Come on, spirit, stand up. You don't, talk, don't you talk yourself out of this one. Don't you let the devil talk you out of this one. God's prophetic word over you that you can come in alignment with right now is that God is enlarging you. God is increasing you. God is restoring unto you. In the name of Jesus. I say in the name of Jesus. I can't help but say yes. I can't help but say yes. I can't help but say yes. Yes. No limits. Yes. No boundaries. Yes. I see increase. I see increase. It's all around you. I see increase. I see increase. It's all around you. I see increase. I see increase. It's all around you. Do you hear what I say to you tonight? Stretch forth. Break forth. Be released. Enlarge your territory. Break forth. Stretch forth. Be released. And enlarge your territory. Success is in the air. Hallelujah. Success is in the Spirit. It's in this house. You're going to succeed as you align up with the prophetic Word of God. You're going to be the head and not the tail as you align up with the Word of God. You're going to be blessed coming in and blessed going out when you align up with the Word of God. You're going to be blessed when you're standing. 
and blessed when you're lying down blessed in the city and blessed in the field I'm telling you it's time you take it from your head all the way to your heart and say I know so much that I now believe it's God's plan for me to succeed it's God's plan for me to be healed it's God's plan for me to be free it's God's plan for me to rise it's God's plan for me to go to the next level it's God's plan for me to be used to reach the world with his glory and with his honor hallelujah 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 Oh, we thank you, Lord. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Praise your holy name. Somebody going to shout yourself right into proper alignment. Somebody going to shout yourself right into proper alignment. Somebody going to dance yourself right into proper alignment. Somebody going to lift your hands and get into proper alignment. I'm telling you, if God said it, I believe it. I receive it, and I'm going to walk in it, and I'm going to declare it, and I'm going to speak it everywhere I go. I'm going to get up in the midnight hour and say, my God is still on the throne. I'm going to wake up in the early morning, and I'm going to say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. I will rejoice. I'm in proper prophetic alignment. I will rejoice. I will rejoice. My day to be healed. My day to be renewed. My day for my youth to come back like that of the eagle. My day for me to reach up wings as an eagle. To go to another level. To run and not grow weary. To walk and not faint. There's nothing can keep me out of the promise of God. There's nothing can keep me out of the miracle of God. There's nothing can keep me out of the prophetic declaration of God's word over me. Hallelujah. 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 I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to rejoice. Somebody needs to shake off that failure orientation. You've been managing the curse for too long. You've been managing it with principles of God's Word for too long. It's keeping the herd together. But there's so much anxiety. There's so much weary. You're making ends meet. You seemingly have a little room to spare. But where is the increase? Where is the supernatural? Where is the ease? Where is that favor? Where is that thing coming back? I'm telling you, vineyards you didn't plant and houses you didn't build and businesses you didn't establish. I'm telling you, clientele is coming to you. They're going to be lining up around the door. They're going to be saying, I don't know why, but I'm supposed to be here. You're going to have to increase. You're going to have to enlarge to be able to handle it all. Some of you have already prophetically aligned yourself and you've begun the process of enlargement before you ever saw it coming because you heard the prophetic word that increase was on its way, that blessings was on its way. Others of you are going to do what the Shunammite woman did and she said, whatever the word of the Lord is, I'm going to react to it right now. Right now. Here under the bush. Under the bush.
If I'd have heard one sermon like this, it would have saved me of 35 years of hell on earth. If I'd have just heard one sermon like this, I'm not blaming a preacher. I'm not blaming anybody. I'm just telling you, what you don't know, you don't know. What you don't know, you don't know. And God said, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And I tell you what, I am committed, whether it makes me look smart, PhD up there sweating and preaching like that, where did he get that education from? I don't care if it makes me look smart or if it makes me look tart or if it makes me look whatever. I'm the committed to my God that when he gives a prophetic word, I'm going to preach his word. And I'm going to preach it from a faith that believes it. And I'm here to tell you it works. If you'll work, if you'll work the word, you'll find the word works. It works every time. We just got to get the... We just got cut. You got to... Oh, Burn the bridge. We got that way of the flesh and the bridge over there. Well, I'll believe God for 30 minutes. It didn't happen. Let me go back over here. Oh, got to do my other thing. Manage the curse. In the name of Jesus, I'm managing the curse. Got a few scriptures memorized. I managed the curse. He whom the Son sets free. It's free indeed. If you study that, it means he's double free. He's double free. How are we double free? The blood of Jesus freed us from the debt of our sin that we can be reconciled to God and have our names written in the Lamb's Book of Life and spend eternity with him. That's one freedom. But there's another freedom that Charismatics and Pentecostals say, you know what, I like this one too. There's a lot of other traditional denominations don't like it, but you know, us, us interdenominational folks, we like, you can just come in here, whatever denomination you are, but this is what we believe. It, we, we ain't believing this little box's group or this little box. This is the Word of God. We're going to believe that Word. And that Word says you're double free. So where is it at? Galatians 3. Jesus, through a loophole in the law that he, Father, and Holy Ghost wrote that a curse comes on he who hangs on the tree, he doesn't have to sin. Because if Jesus had sinned to get the curse on him, then his blood could not have redeemed us from that second part and washed our sin white as snow. So you got to believe this. I believe it. The martyrs believe the word unto death. You got to believe this unto death. You got to be so sold out you burnt the bridge. You're not running back over here to manage the curse with your little spiritual religiosity. Oh, I got to turn the music up. I'm not telling you that, but I got to turn the music up because my flesh is feeling all overwhelmed because all the devil is doing, he's so big and bad and ugly. The devil is, oh my goodness, he's thinking, he's doing, he's, he's in charge. <laughs> then you go to church and you're like, oh, this sounds so good. 
Oh, this miracle such as him, so good. And then you walk back out of here and things didn't change immediately. So you run back over here. Oh, I better not, I better not stop managing. I stopped the juggling. I'm gonna lose it all. I gotta lose it all. I gotta, I gotta take this prescription. I gotta say this declaration. I gotta, I gotta do what? Oh, I gotta be good to three people. Oh, I've only been good to two people today. Let me go to let me go to Far Fresh. Oh, there ain't no Far Fresh no more. Let me find a Harris Teeter, a food line. Gotta go somewhere. I'll go to Choney's. Oh no, there ain't none of those anymore. Where can I go? I can go to 7-Eleven. Yeah. I gotta find somebody to be good to. I gotta get the God, 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 God. And God's over here saying, He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. I so loved you, I sent my only begotten Son. He came and lived a sinless life to wash your sins away, pay your sin debt. But he also went to the most cruelest of cruel deaths. And he hung on a cruel cross because cursed is he who hangs on the tree to get that curse off of you. And you're going to trample underfoot the crucifixion of Jesus Christ because you're living a crucified life of that extended crucifixion. Extended. It was a long death. It was a long, drawn-out, torturous death. That's managing the curse. It's a long, torturous suffering of life. Father saying, my son has provided double freedom for you. That everything between us is all right. You're coming in as my son or my daughter. But I need you to come over here on this side of the bridge. And I need you to just drop it all. I'll take care of the Philistines and all that mess. Let me handle it. Just come over here. I'll take care of your stuff too. Don't you worry about it. Just give it to me. And come over here. I'm the king. And I know what the prophetic does. And as the king who knows what the prophetic does, just like the king did with the Shunammite woman, I'm going to give you favor. I'm going to restore everything back to you. And not only am I going to restore it to you, there's going to be increase. From the moment, from the moment you were willing to stop trying to force it all to happen. And said, you know what? I'm not going to just take a praise break. I'm going to be the one, like Brother Harry's always saying, this is the day the Lord has made. No matter what day it is, because I'm on this side. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. You're not going to find me in a bad mood. Some people say, ah, you're supposed to be in a bad mood. You listen to the devil if you want. The joy of the Lord is our strength. The devil tries to get you sad and depressed and attitude to get you out of the supernatural flow of God. Ask my kids, they'll be honest with you. If mom and dad go around pouting and mad and upset, we don't allow it. That demon spirit ain't allowed in our house. Depression. Oh, I go so low, then I'll enjoy when I come so high. Well, if that's as high as you go ever go, maybe you've got to do that. But I'm going from glory to glory to glory. Do you see what I'm saying? I don't have to keep falling down to understand what 510 height is when my God says, I'm going to take you to the stratosphere. On this side, burn the bridge for me to live as Christ. That settles it. For me to live is Christ. I'm living in the anointing. Christ ain't Jesus' last name. 
He is the Christos, the anointed one. It's the anointing. The anointing that lifts the burden and destroys the yoke. That destroying the yoke means it fattens the neck of the oxen to where the yoke it just breaks off. The goodness of God, the miracles of God is going to so bless you with favor that it, pow, pops off any yoke the devil ever had on your neck and lifts every burden off of your life. For me to live is Christ. I'm going to live right smack dab in prophetic alignment with the miraculous. I'm walking in the miraculous. I'm talking in the miraculous. I'm not going any other way. Oh, that we, the church, would begin to live like that. That's the church that Jesus is building that the gates of hell can't prevail against. Not the busted, broke, disgusted, excuse-making, whining, trying to just make it. Just trying to just make it. No, a glorious church. The Bible says he's coming back for a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. It's time for us to take our position through prophetic alignment. I just close with this, straight from the Bible. And this is God's word to us as we go. Be ye doers of my word, not hearers only. Prophetic alignment. Some of you need to go home and you need to start working on building that prophet's chamber over your, over your house, not in the basement. Not as a mother-in-law suite on the first level over here. Easy access when you want to go and when you don't. Over your house. Now don't take me literal, literally. Don't go take out a $50,000 loan and start building unless the Lord tells you. <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying. Prophetic alignment. This is what I, this is the plumb line. This is what God says. And if I never see another healing, that's not going to be the case. But I'm just saying, you get to that commitment for me to live as Christ, to die as gain. If I never see another healing, I'm not going to back off of God's word that he's our healer. If I never see another miracle, I'm not going to back off of God's word that he's a miracle-working God. If I never see another soul saved, I'm not going to back off the word of God that there will be souls saved and brought into the kingdom of God. Do you see what I'm saying? That's the belief. That's the belief which will be demonstrated by the words that you speak and the decisions that you make. <clears throat> Go back to that, that, that screen right behind this one there. I think that one said restoration and increase. I hear that vibrating in my spirit. I was going to close right there, but I just hear that vibrating in my spirit. To say it over you just a couple more times. God is saying over you, restoration. It's time for restoration and increase. You say, I don't need restoration. Well, then increase. Some of you say, well, well, I do need restoration, but it's coming with increase. The days have been accounted for, 
and everywhere the devil was at work, God is keeping a record with interest, with interest, with interest, with interest. It's coming back. It's coming back. I want you to receive it right now. This is the word of the Lord over your restoration and increase. God says, I want to restore it unto you, and I want to increase you if you'll believe, if you'll believe and receive. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. Holy Spirit, I just pray that you'd move and minister in and through our lives, even as we go into our separate ways, Lord, that it would not end here, but really it would just begin here as we go into our separate ways. Let your favor, your anointing, your power, your glory, and all praise, Lord God, unto you go in and through each person's life as we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.